Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. The traditional way of producing pure element gold, so highly valued in its pure state that it's worth today about $2,000 an ounce, involves several steps. First, you have to dig up the old, the gold ore, which is mixed up with a lot of real estate. And then by mechanical means, traditionally, you would separate the ore, which is much heavier than the real estate. And then you um, return the real estate to the ground and you purify the gold ore. And the way that purification comes about is you would typically put it in a crucible. And you would heat up the ore until the gold melts and sinks to the bottom because it's heavier than the dross, the impurities that are mixed with it. The impurities float to the top of the crucible. They are scraped away. And then the process is repeated until you have removed all the impurities from the ore and you have left that pure element, which is gold. The work of our Lord's redemption and salvation is similar to this. Do you think I have come to establish peace? No, by the rather division. At our baptism, we are separated from the world to which we are enslaved by the effect of original sin. And we are grafted onto the vine, which is Christ, and the grand channels of grace are open to us. Those channels of grace by which we are to be purified and made holy. The Lord says, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit that purifies us. First, we have to be separated from the world by the original sin of Adam and Eve, we inherited the disintegrated, fallen, wounded human nature, which is the consequence of being alienated and separated from God by the sin of Adam and Eve. And we inherit that, that, that wound. Separated from the world now, or the flesh and the world of the devil, we are to become purified. And it involves several processes. First of all, it begins with baptism, but it still has a long way to go. What we receive in baptism is the beginning of the purification that is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's as if it were a, a seed which bears within it the full flower of sanctification, union with divinity. But it must grow. It must produce and become more and more what it is in itself, the grace of God. And that purification is part of our everyday life. St. Paul tells us in his letter to Galatians that our flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and the two are directly opposed. And this even after baptism, the remnant and the residue of original sin still clings to us. And it's a good thing that it does, because without that remnant, that 
disordered inclination within us, that desire for the flesh, or, 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 the, or the pleasures of the flesh, the uh, treasures of the world, and the renown of human respect, we would never make any progress. We would never grow beyond merely becoming a seed. If you drive along the coast, there are many majestic oak trees, some over 100 years old. Every one of them grew from a seed. Not every acorn, not every acorn becomes an oak, but every oak, acorn, every, every oak began its life as an acorn. And the difference between them is that the ones that grow receive the nourishment, the energy from the sun, the moisture that they need, and the, the, the minerals that they need to grow. And it's somewhat like that in our own lives, if you will. Except in our case, an oak tree grows by its very nature. It is what it is in itself. It, makes, it has to make no effort. If it's simply provided with the elements of life that it needs from outside of itself, it will become an oak tree. In our case, we are offered the grace of God, which inspires us, first of all, to know the truth, to recognize Christ, his truth, his offer of love, mercy, and providential care and protection. And then we are strengthened to follow in his way and overcome the obstacles of our wounded, fallen nature and draw ever closer to God. And that's a tough struggle. It goes on every day of our life, every moment of our lives. St. Augustine tells us, <clears throat> it makes no sense whatsoever to talk of victory unless one were to presuppose a struggle. It makes no sense to talk about a struggle unless one presupposes that there's an opponent, there's an opposition to our progress. And that opposition is first of all within us. It's our own disordered, <clears throat> excuse me, it's our own disordered desire for pleasure, possessions, and worldly esteem. And we have to overcome that every day. And even if we are successful in that, little by little, day by day, we have to overcome the opposition of the world outside of us. And if you don't recognize that Christians are opposed in our culture, you're not awake. So we have a great struggle to go through. And it's by the grace of God alone that we can, first of all, know what is truth, and secondly, then with the help of his grace, to be strengthened with a courageous faith that steps out into truth in life and has to overcome all those oppositions both from within and without. And that's the purification that produces a pure holiness and sanctity that comes about from becoming more and more transformed into Christ, more and more brought into the communion of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's where peace will be found in our lives. So Christ has come not to merely sow division, but that division is part of the process, part and parcel of the process that alone leads to peace. The peace which alone can satisfy our human heart. God has made each one of us for himself, such at the very core of our being, the center of our soul, is a place only he can fill. No person, no thing, no relationship, nothing 
can fill it apart from God alone. And we reap the rewards of our faithfulness, our courageous faithfulness, or we reap the punishment of unfaithfulness. St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that in our work, toward, in, our work in, our, in our progress towards God, if we recognize the truth revealed by Christ, if we seek it, embrace it, and try to follow it, it has a marvelous effect within us. Our minds are clarified. We are given a clearer vision of what the truth is, unclouded by the shrouds and the fogs of this world. And we are given a greater love of it. We are given a greater attachment to it, a greater desire for it, so that the next time we are confronted, we are given a greater strength to know and to love and to hold fast. And so by God's grace, we are, if you will, ratcheted up a little bit, sometimes perhaps a great leap, sometimes just a little progress, sometimes we plateau. We get to a place where we don't see to be making perhaps much progress, but if we keep at it, it will occur. It will occur. God loves you. He wills the salvation of every single person. The fire he has come to cast upon this world is the Holy Spirit, which purifies like gold ore, purified, driven out are all the impurities, the dross, all that makes it unlike pure gold until we are hammered and beaten and purified, become that holy, sanctified saint that God calls us to be. In our struggles, we perhaps are afraid of the struggle because we recognize so many contests in our culture. Football is going to start in a couple of weeks. And so, at least I like to watch football. Um, many people do. It's a struggle, but only one person can win in that game. Only one team can win. And so in our struggle, we might be tempted to think, well, you know, what's the guarantee that I'm going to come out ahead of this? The guarantee is this. God wills you to succeed. He will not fail you. He wills you to succeed. Nobody has to lose for you to win. There's room for everybody. So be courageous. Do not fear. But keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the truth and the life, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. He died to give you the evidence not only of his power over sin and death, but also, with the help of his grace, your success in your struggle against sin and, at the end, also your victory over death. For as he died and rose for us, so in himself we see reflected what we are to become and what what the, um, what the final outcome will be for us. So be of good cheer. Do not be afraid. God loves you. He wills your salvation. And he will bring you safely home if you hold fast to him.